Hey, y'all. This is a preview to the latest premium subscriber-only episode to Champagne Sharks. So what you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode that is available over on patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. And it's available to premium subscribers who pay $5 a month. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes, which at this point is over 100 episodes at this point. So it's a great deal. So without further ado, here is the preview, and I hope we see you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks where you can hear the rest i think something else too is and i think this is something that we in general as a population uh no matter what the politics are you, you don't always have to have an answer right now either because uh, you know as i hear you talk i start thinking about the question i even asked and it's like why do people have to know what's next right now you know pe- people can take their time and see where the dust settles and figure things out you know as they go because i mean people have been going hard for the past four years like this kind of um left space has been very very like uh balls to the wall like full speed ahead for since 2016 i feel like 2016 and 2020 was just one giant election cycle it didn't even feel like there was a break between them so yeah i mean i think people don't even actually even have to know what's next right now you know yeah and i don't like i don't i would say that like i would like the future of the left in electoral politics to look a lot like rosa i would like that very much i would prefer rosa to a lot of the other outcomes that i've seen um but the immediate future the immediate future might not look so good the immediate future it could include uh joe kennedy the third successfully primarying ed markey who's not even a bernie crap but is just like a not that shitty democrat it could some very bitter defeats could be in store for this year this has not been a good year yeah but the generalized future be ready for that yeah yeah people should be ready for that they should be prepared but the generalized future um yeah i hope it looks a lot like rosa I think I think something that's going to be pretty interesting as well on the on the ground is what kind of rises from the ashes of this because I because I I think I think whether Trump wins or loses a lot of interesting stuff is set to happen and and I mean like you I don't fully know I don't fully know what it is what it is either but uh, like what do you think is the biggest difference between if Biden wins wins or if uh, Trump wins as far as the future of uh, change. It's really difficult to say. I don't. Um, I think so. I thought about a lot if Biden wins, right? I think the biggest thing that would happen with Biden winning would be a hollowing out of the liberal media industrial complex. I think that you would see a lot less sort of like social justice grifting. You would see like you'd see a lot less like the culture would become a lot more lax. Things would look a lot more like 2008 than 2018. I think there would be a rollback on a lot of like sort of cynical employment of identity stuff. Uh, it might be more okay to say certain things again because I think Biden winning the main thing he's promised to his voters is you won't have to think about this shit anymore. What does that mean in practicality? It, it means that a lot of the annoying libs that everyone hates 
you're not going to see as many of them online because they don't have to care about this as much. It doesn't matter if, you know, Biden, the Biden administration still puts kids in cages. as These people always admonish you about, even though this was an Obama-Biden policy. It won't matter if there's still just the reckless operation of the murderous U.S. empire, if people still fucking kill themselves the second they get sick because they can't afford treatment, all this awful shit that goes under Trump that will still go on. The main thing is that there is the awful Cheeto in there, and you won't have to pay attention. And a liberal retreat from the public conscious and the the sort of political culture space and the political media will change things in this massive way that I'm really not sure. I don't know what it looks like. I think it could maybe look like kind of what 2004 did, which was this conservative domination of culture, but it could also be something different and something very new. It could be conducive to left organizing. I think that maybe the left wouldn't be as hobbled and hamstrung by trying to appeal to very cynical libs that like just never cared about any of this shit to begin with, but just use these very cynical employments of identity to sort of browbeat them and make that you know make them feel like they should apologize for wanting health care and all these things but it could be it could be bad i don't know i like yeah to yeah, th- I'm, I'm, yeah i mean it's, it's very hard it's, it's very hard to say right now you know it's like i have to ask but you know i also realize it's hard to answer it's difficult to answer but that is i think that's what happens to the culture and the political media if biden wins i think a lot of people get fired a lot of people that you thought would always have jobs in media Media, they're just done. There's no point in them anymore because they have no access to Biden world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and what I'm wondering is this social uh, justice influencer and and this uh, that's this, done under Biden. Yeah, yeah. That's and fucking the class, uh, They're kind of screwed either way. It's done under Biden, but it's already done under Trump. Like all these people thought they were going to get a slot, you know, or a space under Hillary. They, th- they thought they were just going to move from um, from Obama to Hillary, and they might have to be a little less. Black Lives Matter and a little more, um, you know, Me Too. But basically, they just thought, hey, the gravy train is going to roll on. All you just have to do is just slightly change a little bit. But that social justice uh, influencer industrial complex is like gone. So I'm wondering where are they going to go? Uh, if I Biden, like- if Biden wins, they're out for eight years. If if Trump wins, they're only out for like four years. In a way, it might help them better. Trump. Uh, to win. If, if, if Trump wins, then all they have to do is try to pick who's going to be the next person in that camp, in, in the in that liberal camp to rise again. You know, maybe maybe they'll put their energy back in Warren, hope she could run in four years, or they can become Kamala stands for four years. But eight years out of the picture under Biden, uh, that's going to be really tough. I won't be surprised if some of them even try to uh, become Berniecrats. Oh, no, they absolutely will. It happened last time. It's going to happen again. Yeah, you're right. It happened last time, and it might happen again. You can even see Zerina Maxwell suddenly talking about Medicare for All. Yeah, you can see uh, Matt Iglesias. Yeah, you can see Matt Iglesias trying to, um, you know, be... Mr. Hardcore leftist. He's already flirted with it a couple of times when he thought it was... Whenever, a, yeah, whenever a, the a wind's blowing in a certain way, you know which side's winning, depending on his public persona uh, at that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, here's what is an uncertain thing for Trump, like under Trump. I think if Trump won again, it would potentially break liberals. 
Um, and the last time that they were significantly broken before Trump was Reagan, what that caused was a lot of really shitty culture because they just freaked out and retreated into the culture. But they've already retreated into the culture since then. They've been running the culture in a lot of ways since then. I think there was a conservative domination of the culture under uh, under Bush during the first term, but that waned. Um, they kind of have nowhere to go if he wins again. And I think regardless of who wins the election, everyone is kind of sick of this shit. Yeah, they don't like right. people, even if they don't fully know all the all the parties involved and can't quite put their finger on why people don't like to watch the Oscars and have these people come out and, and be like, oh, yeah, you just found out that literally all of us are rapists, but we're going to lecture you now. They don't like they don't like these like fucking Netflix specials that have zero jokes in them and are just like recognitions of patterns and fucking just just like little little markers of identity that are used very cynically and shallowly. They don't enjoy any of this shit. No one does. It's a very it's very hollow. It's a very hollow culture just waiting to be tipped over. I think the X factor in all this is the Zoomers because they're going to all of them are going to be adults, you know, sometime in the middle of this, uh, you know, second Trump or first Biden term. And I don't I can't really get a gauge on where they're at. I will say this about them. And this is what's really interesting about them. Um, I kind of want to wrap up on politics and just talk about gaming and sports and stuff for, oh, yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. for a little while. But uh, this is one of the last things about politics I'm going to say. And I also have one more question after this about politics before we yeah, talk. Yeah, go ahead. Right? Um, the Zoomers, you know interesting about them? A lot of them, I think, uh, have a better grasp the problems and the stuff out there than um, even millennials, even uh, Gen Xers, but they're taking it in weird reactionary directions. And to give an example, have you ever seen this um, Reddit called Consume Product? No, no, I haven't. It's really interesting. It's called r slash consume product, right? And also, if you go on YouTube and look at a lot of uh, these new Doomer memes, they're these super depressing um Doomer YouTubes and memes and stuff that involve Wojaks. And these people are so... I mean, these are the people, right, who hate uh, SJWs. Like, like uh, they talk about SJW this, SJW that. They're, um, they're like kind of like the after effects of um, Gamergate and stuff like that, which Gamergate, I think, was more nuanced and complicated than the people gave uh, credit for because I think it kind of set the blueprints for a lot of political discourse uh, going forward. And the liberal media didn't really have the tools to really take it apart because online is like a mess if you don't have a compass and you're not really built for it. So it just became uh, chuds harassing uh, women. But there was a lot of weird dynamics going on that I think are still, they played out in the Trump election and are playing out now where a lot of people kind of see in that reactionary space have a better grasp on real problems on the ground but the solutions are all about like racism and sexism and this and that because they don't really have a toolbox or anyone giving them a positive vision to um to speak out against it i think chapo was good at tapping into a lot of that and and converting it into um leftist sentiment but I think like Jordan Peterson and a lot of uh, right-wing people have also gotten their hands in, in that group. But I will say Zoomers are really, the reactionary Zoomers, I think, are actually more in tune with the problems of capitalism and consumerism than a lot of these so-called liberal Zoomers. And what I mean by that is this site on Reddit, r slash consume product, uh, is just about 
making fun of what they call um, soy consumers, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was like about soy consumers, people like Movie Bob, people who are ostensibly liberals, but all they talk about is the next Star Wars movie and how many people of color or queer people or disabled people are going to be in it, you know, and how it should win, make a billion dollars because it had it met a quota of diversity and stuff. And like their idea of progress is we're buying into consumerism. We're buying into capitalism. We just want to make sure we have a seat at that table, you know, and, and yeah, so to what you're saying about you don't know where the Zoomers are going to go, I feel conflicted because I feel like the Zoomers who kind of see the problem clearly have the wrong solutions. And then the ones who claim to be for uh, progress, for fighting racism, sexism, fighting um, against the rich, they're only, they don't even see the right problems. They think it's all about buying in. That's that's their like like they're the so-called like liberal social social justice types are I think are buying into this system of consumerism even harder than the so-called conservatives. I don't even know how to how anything maps anymore. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, in some way, like okay, so I've had like a weird ex- experience with Zoomer audiences. I um, have you ever heard of this guy Trainwreck? So he does this show on Twitch. We'll get like fifteen to twenty thousand concurrent viewers called Scuffed Podcast. And Trainrex himself, he's about my age, maybe a couple years younger, and he was a popular Counter Strike and Call of Duty streamer. He had some like you know kind of out there things he said about like dating and, and women and stuff earlier in his career. But I think he's like pulled back from that a lot. And he's actually like it was cool. I actually really he really the other night he I saw him like really go hard defending trans people in this chat which is like sometimes in those communities a very unpopular thing to do so i think he's actually matured like a ton but uh he's i did i've done his show a few times we we have a weird friendship because we're two people who like we occupy very different spaces of media like i i um i feel very out of place on his show because it's just huge streamers and then like me and i have fun doing it for that reason because it's like a super different world it's so different from what i normally get like it's so different from the audience i usually get but uh every time i do it like sometimes i never like look at the chat of a twitch stream while i'm doing it if it's someone else's i just like i generally like i don't like that part of twitch i think the worst thing that's happened one of the worst things that's happened to media is instant feedback from audiences because i think you can if you're a really great streamer you don't let it you sort of pick and choose what you internalize and what you respond to but i think one of the worst things that has happened to people who make stuff is responding to everything and trying to please everyone uh, but even even tv and movies and the internet yeah. does that because yeah. now halfway through a season based on what's happening in tumblr fan spaces and on twitter they'll change seasons uh like between episodes like two or three episodes yeah they'll, they'll change the direction of a show mm-hmm and, and and Twitch is like a micro version of that because it's like minute to minute feedback. It's not. Yeah, but um, but the thing I picked up from doing a show and like you know I've been on there and I've argued about like you know a bunch of different stuff and a bunch of different political stuff and generally my reading of it is that Zoomers are all over the place, judging by that audience and the response I've gotten, but they're not as they don't have the patheticness of millennials. Millennials are like, we're a very pathetic generation because it was like, 
we we graduated i mean i graduated high school and then the older millennials were graduating college and then it was just like oh yeah the the, the economy was built on nothing like good luck and the jobs you know i've been really lucky in having the career i've had but people my age who work like office jobs and shit unless they're really lucky like it's brutal they're treated way worse at work than their parents they have to do way more work for comparatively way less money uh they're always fucking working it's like the only thing in their lives. They're completely lonely. Uh, it's taking a lot of them. To, and, and, and more is expected of them. Like, like, more it's is like they're expected to be on call. Like, I remember when the BlackBerry was considered like a great thing and everyone thought it was cool to get one, but people didn't realize like that was like, no, a that means you're going to be life. working more. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's how much they expect to have, um, access to you like i remember when it was possible to not be able to find somebody like like you would yeah. not find somebody for hours it and it was great. normal I, w I wish i could do that now but like um but that all that is to say is that millennials have a lot of angst and uh a lot of do and say a lot of stupid bullshit because a lot of us thought that we were going to have a future and ended up not having one and i think a lot of like there's like this generalized like idea of an annoying millennial, right? And it's not like the conservative public like, oh, the avocado toast, safe spaces. It's not quite that, but it's like, you know that millennial style of talking, like, oh yeah, cool, normal world. Hmm. Yeah, just sort of like this glum, defeated sarcasm. And I think a lot of the worst aspects of the internet come from that, just from being sort of defeated and beating down, but always trying to reclaim yourself and reclaim meaning. All right, so that was a preview. If you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode and a hundred more episodes, then by all means, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. Take care, y'all.